0: Hello, everybody. This is John Finn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I dot O-R-G. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting in homes. This is part two of talking about, is this the Ezekiel 38 war? And as I had said earlier, I want to get right into it. Those who who have subscribed and been part of our uh, weekly thoughts and receiving my monthly newsletter where I put prophetic things or been part of the zoom meetings where I share in more detail uh the these things make not catch us by surprise the lord spoke to me as i shared uh you know from visitation in early 2020 about this year Uh, That is uh, September-October timeframe of of 2023 through March of next year, and then again another cycle into the election year in the U.S., which is in November. So some of these things shouldn't catch us by surprise with the economic and political developments, but let us go on to talk about uh, this war of Ezekiel 38 and 39. I'm going to assume you saw part one last week, so I'm not going to go through a lot of, of new material. So we ended with the Lord calling for a sword among all his mountains. And we had said earlier that in Ezekiel 38, and you get up to verses 11 and 12 and and such, that there are allies of Israel. And Sheba, Dedan, the the nations that are offsprings of Spain and Great Britain, taking the the classical understanding of this, will will rise up and will say, what are you doing? You think you're coming to take a spoil? What are you doing? And then... At the end of chapter 38, the Lord says, I call for a mount, for a sword uh, from all my mountains, and every man's sword will be against his brother. So we are talking about a massive war when the nations that are named will ally themselves with Russia and I- invade Israel. That is Russia, Turkey, Iran. He names Libya. He mentions Gomer, which is part of the area to the north and a little bit east of, of Turkey, and and also uh, what would be North Sudan and parts of Ethiopia, and they will all ally themselves together. Ezekiel said, "Be a guard for them," that which means that there's a military and and alliance there, and they're going to invade Israel. Now the sword presumably comes from those saying the sword from my mountains, my nations. Again, I, I closed last week talking about how nations or excuse me mountains are are nations uh in prophetic literature. Uh we see this in the book of the Revelation as well. You see the the ten heads and the seven kings and they're sitting on mountains and the woman who sits on a mountain and, and different things of that nature. So I don't need to go into explain a, a basic biblical interpretation understanding. So mountains in prophetic literature stands for nations. So he's calling for a sword among all his mountains to help Israel fight against this invasion. So that's going to be massive. And and again, the time frame will be, according to Ezekiel, a time when Israel is living in peace. So again, I say we could see a local peace happening, some sort of a peace accord, something that comes out as a relative peace, but the nations around them are still plotting war. So what happens is this: the Lord says he's going to send fire and brimstone on those nations, on the coasts, and those who dwell carelessly in the isles. He mentions this in Ezekiel 39 and verses, in the first four or five uh, verses there. He talks about that. So it appears that the weapons, now Ezekiel didn't understand modern armaments, obviously, bombs, missiles, things of that nature. He didn't have it in his time. So the, the term fire and brimstone, some have speculated nuclear, because that's how we would take it in our time frame, but we don't know with Ezekiel what he's thinking because he's never seen modern weaponry. So if you've seen some of the explosions of just modern conventional armament shells and bombs and stuff like that, it's, it's fire and brimstone. You look at that thing, it's, it's horrible and the shockwave and everything else. But it is interesting that the Lord says that there will be fire and brimstone on the coast. In other words, Israel and its allies are not going to limit its retaliation or its, it's um, it's not even retaliation, its defense of itself to just the war there. It's going to go to the root cause. So it's going to send fire and brimstone to the the homelands of the attackers. So that is clear from Ezekiel 39. It says in, specifically in verse, uh, it must be about verse 7, he says, I'm going to send fire on Magog. And, and, and so he's talking about the home nations, the home nations will, will experience that. So certainly with modern weaponry, cruise missiles, bombs, etc., like that, you know, that's not out of, out of the question. Whew. Now here's, what's interesting when you get down to verses uh, eight and nine, it says that, well, let me say it first. Hey, spoiler alert, Israel, Israel wins. And so Ezekiel 39 quickly shifts to talking about the results of that war locally, regionally, what happens. The reason I can say that it's not nuclear war, at least around Israel, is because the Lord says that they will send people throughout, that they will hire people in the land to bury the dead. And he continues through verses 14, I think 13, 14, 15, and he talks about they will hire people And they will walk through the land and they will put a flag when they see a body part. And they will take seven months to bury all the dead. It will require seven months. There will be so many dead uh, enemies of of Israel that it will take seven months to bury the dead. And so Ezekiel sees modern forensics. He sees what happens. You've seen it in airplane crashes. You've seen it in, in disasters where people are in hazmat suits and they're walking through and they're putting flags around a crash site that's body parts that's when they're locating body parts so ezekiel sees modern forensics in action it will take 7 months to bury the dead in there and so israel will hire passersby it says they will hire people uh to to put flags by the body parts it'll take 7 months to bury the dead but what's really telling is up in verses 8 and 9 it says they will they will burn they will have they will burn or they will have a 7 year supply they'll Takes seven years to use up all the things, all the spoils of war that they get. So, in in modern in Ezekiel's times, that's firewood and and spears and, and swords and stuff like that. And they have a seven year supply of armament and supplies. In modern terms, you're talking diesel fuel, aviation fuel, gasoline. You're talking about um, you know armaments and 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 guns and tanks and everything else who knows but he says he's got a that ezekiel says in ezekiel 39 and uh verses 8 and 9 they'll take seven years they'll have a seven year supply and they will burn the spoils they'll burn what they confiscate it will last them seven years so you can't have all this activity around israel if there's nuclear weapons that have gone off in and around israel So I can't speak about on the home nations what they're, what they're sending to the home nations that, that, that instigated the attack. But we can say locally there are no nuclear weapons because they, Israel still exists. They have people bearing the dead for 7 months they have a 7 year supply of spoil that they take out there's great confusion the lord talks about when they come in from the north and on the mountains he talks about hail and and rain and confusion among the the languages so we can see this multilingual force from all these different nations are going to be confused the hail and heavy storms takes out the the aircraft and disrupts communication, they will all start fighting among themselves as well as the allies of Israel will fight against them. And the net result is Israel wins. And so he talks about the animals, the birds coming, uh, you know, getting to the bodies before they can go around and, and put a flag by the bone. He specifically mentions bones. It's amazing. It's amazing that, that Israel wins. Now, the here's the part that I want to share. Um, back in, it must have been 19... 19- it had to be between 1994 and 2000. I'm not sure exactly where it was, uh, but it was 1990s. I was preparing to teach at a Bible school where I was the director. I was preparing to teach Old Testament survey. And I had come to the point of Ezekiel 38 and 39 and teaching about this war. And so I had spent some time in prayer asking the Father. I said, you know, I know that uh, the Gentile age is a mystery. You know, Paul said it's a mystery that's 2,000 years or so of, of Gentiles being able to come into covenant with Israel, with the God of Israel, excuse me. And, and so, you know, and what's the order of events? What happens? Because Ezekiel goes from the nation of Israel being reborn in Ezekiel 37, the war in Ezekiel 38 and 39, and then the millennial temple in chapter 40. So how does the millennial temple, how does this, all this figure into all this? And I wasn't even thinking specifically about the millennial temple, but just the temple in general, you know, a temple has to be built. And so I was praying about it and the father spoke to me and he said this, and I don't often share prophetic things here, you know, on, on, on these videos, but I will today because it's relevant anyway. So what he said was this, he said, following the war in which Israel is victorious, he said, this will conclude the Arab Israeli conflict because there will be no one left among those nations to raise any serious concern for Israel. He said, and the leaders of Europe will sue for peace and make a peace treaty with Israel that will be primarily economic, but he said there will also be provision for Israel to rebuild its temple. And when he said that, boom, it suddenly fit into place because Jesus in Matthew 24 talked about Antichrist coming into the temple and everybody's wondering, you know, how can the temple be built? When will it be built? And I can't, this is why I don't share things prophetic in here, because I can't show you chapter and verse. I can just tell you what the father told me that out of that war will come a seven year peace treaty and, and it will be largely economic uh, for Europe and some of the other nations around, uh, with Israel, but it will also include provision for them to build their temple. And so that makes sense because Daniel had prophesied Jesus confirmed that halfway through that seven year peace treaty, uh, the leader of the, uh, European and Mediterranean area nations will come and, uh, cause the sacrifice and oblation to cease. And so anyway, that's what he shared. It's pretty interesting, isn't it? So everything that's happening now, like I'd mentioned last week, the, the Abrahamic Accords that President Trump brought about, where the, the alliance of Arab nations uh, as, a, as a block to, to uh, come against Iran, uh, the, the war of the Gaza Strip, uh, all that is setting the stage for the larger invasion and what we have to look for is going back to Ezekiel 38 right at the start in verse 4 where he talked about how he's going to turn what is modern day Russia turn it around and put a hook into its jaw that it has to it is to be a guard for all those other nations and they are to conspire together to say uh, the, an evil thought lord says an evil thought will come into your mind saying i think i'll go down and take a spoil and so they will come up and it will be there has to be a build up you can't cover that sort of thing up uh, that massive. And so it'll it'll be a build up and they'll see it but they'll think that no one will fight for Israel. So look for a time politically where they miscalculate where they think no one will defend Israel when God says clearly that the other nations will defend Israel. He's calling for a sword among all his mountains and every man's sword will be against his brother. So you, you need to look for a time when Israel is dwelling in safety. You need to look for a time when when Russia and these other nations think that no other nation will come to Israel's aid. It's a, a really bad miscalculation. And And number three, you need to look for that hook to what is going to bring them all together and bring them back into the Middle East and invading especially out of the North is where it's talked about. So we don't have that quite yet. We don't have that quite yet. So, what you're looking for is a weakened, po- weakened nations, nations which are weakened uh, to in political will and national will that that this alliance against Israel will will calculate that they will not come to Israel's aid. That's one of the biggest signs to look for. So, so that would. Well, I'll let you go from there. Just think about what would happen in the U.S. and and the U.K. and stuff that that that. Russia would think that those nations would not help Israel. So look for the political developments along those lines. So anyway, this has been a very brief overview. Normally I would take about two or three hours to go into this in an Old Testament survey class, but this is just hitting the highlights. And so I hope it's been a blessing to you. You know what? We just don't know. We pray. We, we watch, we observe, but we don't know, and we stay in peace. None of this has caught the Father God by surprise. We are his kids. We're his children. We pray for those who are affected, certainly. But um, but anyway, the, the, what we have now going on as I'm recording this in, in the Gaza Strip is not the Ezekiel 38-39 war. It may be setting a stage. It most certainly is part of the the link uh, the path down that route, but that's not it yet. Will it escalate to that? Who knows? But uh, but at least for right now, what's going on, limited to that, That's this is not that. So anyway, I hope this has been a blessing, and I'm quite serious signing up for our weekly thoughts in my monthly newsletter, because again, that's where we put things in more detail in, in the prophetic. But I hope it's been a blessing to you. All right, God bless. New subject next week.